Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Morning. Well, it's still early morning here. I am. Good morning, you guys. I love um, 
I love this conversation because I actually wanted to talk to you today specifically about discipline around time. So I love that we're actually talking about um, transformation and daily routines and morning energy and positive energy and all of that kind of stuff. I'm doing a really fun podcast party today that is just inspiring me for this topic. And I'm actually going to put the link to it up on the chat here really quickly. So you guys can come if you want to. I'm actually, I've never done this before where I have um, taken people behind the scenes of the podcast and created a green room. I'm doing this because Marie Forleo, I'm not sure if any of you guys know her. She's a rock star in the entrepreneurial world, eight figure entrepreneur and creator of B school and time genius is coming on my podcast today. And so we, I wish I could get her here, <laughs> but we are going to do a podcast party and we're going to chat about all things time, time creation, being a time genius, setting up yourself for success with time. The, the party is called Get Your Life Back. And if you do click the link in the chat here, you'll see what the description is and you can join us on what I'm calling behind the scenes in the green room. And you'll hear the before, the intros, the outros, and we're going to get, even give everybody a chance to ask questions at the end. But anyway, I just want to say welcome, everybody who's here. Maybe there's some newbies. It's it's really great to be here with you today. And I, I want to just, I always like to set the context for my rooms in the morning. Usually I bring a guest on the in the room today on Wednesdays at 8 o'clock Mountain, 7 o'clock Pacific, 10 o'clock Eastern. Um, but hey, you've got me solo. So feel free at any point to like interrupt me, honestly, like to shout out, to interrupt, to be a part of the conversation. I want to hear from you. Most people I get here and you can, you can let me know if this is not you and you want to talk about something else. But I have the feeling that most people here are entrepreneurs and we're designing our lives, right? We are designing our lives. We are creative professionals. And every day we wake up and we want to have the most ideal life. And part of that, in my opinion, in my experience being in the entrepreneurial space for the last 25 years, is how we build a relationship with time and with our calendar. And that correlates to our relationships and it correlates to our income. And even though we've seen a lot of shift going on in the world over the last couple of years, specifically with the economy and politics, I woke up um, this morning just thinking about a conversation I was having with my husband last night about uh, one of the new propositions on our ballot in Colorado to legalize in um, in controlled uh, areas and designated um, areas and, and amounts, um, psychedelics. <laughs> so we're moving. Like we are, we are seeing like lots of different things pop up in our world today and conversations that we've had in the past might no longer be relevant and what may have worked may not be working today. And, you know, I'm a person you've probably seen by hearing me today. I mean, by hearing me before today is I'm a person who I actually thrive on change and I, I, I get bored when things stay stagnant. Like I'm not okay with status quo. I've always been, you know, it used to be called the black sheep in my family. Cause I was different. I was woo woo. I was, OG, <laughs> you know, or some of the nicer ways to say it. And I'm one of those creatives that um, 
I like to pivot. I like to move. I like to change. And if something's not working anymore, it's amazing. I get to create something new. And I do that all the time, even with my day, even with my calendar. There's different seasons that we have of life. And there's different seasons we literally have of the year. And depending on where I am with what season, with what's going on with my family, with what's going on with the project that I'm on, with what's going on with um, the, the weather, um, what's going on with school activities. I've got a 13 year old who still is home with us, living with us. I've got a just turned 21 year old who's now at USC and um, just turned 21 a couple of weeks ago. So yay for her. And um, you know, what I've noticed as I have been a big pivoter and shifter is that not everybody has the same mindset and, and there's lots of people spinning out in our world and there's lots of people freezing, like not taking action, being afraid to speak up, um, afraid to make a shift, afraid of what change feels like because they're not sure what the unknown is like. And what I notice, because I am a coach, I coach every day. I've got people that I surround myself with literally every day, one-on-one -on -one, and in a lot of, lot of, lot of different groups. And what I've noticed is that people who are afraid to make change and people who are um, in fear of designing something because they don't have the confidence, um, they never get to live their dream life. And they, they you know, I'm, I'm um, I surround myself a lot with people that are in their, in their forties and their fifties. And a lot of these people are not happy with their life. And I think of, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm the kind of person, you guys, I could retire right now if I wanted to, like I'm, I've, I've done well in my career and I don't need to be working anymore. And I can't imagine not working. I can't imagine not doing something that fills me up with creativity and fills me up with emotion and fills me up with purpose because I absolutely love helping people shift and make change. So if I can make any difference in anybody's life, whether it's literally giving you one little nugget of information today, then I feel satisfied. And so anyway, I host this weekly segment. You'll catch me Wednesday mornings, unless I'm literally on an airplane, um, at eight o'clock in the morning mountain time, which is now, which is seven o'clock Pacific. And that's nine o'clock in the central time zone, 10 o'clock Eastern. And you'll catch me here and I'll share topics. And usually I share interviews, although, like I said, the interview that I'm hosting today is on my private podcast channel. So uh, there is a link at the top of the room if you'd like to see what that is about. None other than Marie Forleo, um, who's been on the Oprah show, <laughs> who's been on, she's got her own Marie TV. She's a, literally a rock star in her own right, um, is going to be on that podcast episode today. And you guys can come and sit on Zoom and chill out bring your favorite caffeinated beverages or not, or maybe your favorite psychedelics. I don't know. <laughs> and then ask us questions at the end. And so anyway, I'm, I'm hosting this segment alone today. And again, I like my thought is that if I can put one person, one thought, one free training, something, some, some nugget of info in front of even one of you in this room that helps make a difference. And I've done my job. So I want to jump in and today I want to really get personal because there's something that's been on my mind a lot the last couple of days. And it's, it's about, it's like the Superman idea or superwoman idea, like having to be all of the things, all of the times, all the time. I was just driving back from my workout at F45 this morning. I did an early one, seven to 7.45, so I could be here on time. And 
I'm literally calling my daughter and my husband, just make sure my husband's up because <laughs> he has take Madeline to the bus stop duty on Wednesdays. And I, here I am still feeling like I'm owning every single thing because he sleeps later than me and he doesn't take her most days. And even though I reminded him last night, like here I am owning, maybe I shouldn't, but owning that Superman or Superwoman role all the time, making sure that he's doing something that he said he'd commit to. And anyway, it's, it's a pressure that we put on ourselves to be all the things, to all the people. And in that role that we take on, sometimes we lose, we lose ourselves in the attempt. And what I mean by that, like I'm not standing in my own power of trust, right? If I'm babysitting him, can anybody relate to that? Um, let me know. And again, you guys are more than welcome to pop in any time. Like I definitely have an agenda to talk about with you today, but I'm also quite excited to hear from any of you and your perspectives because I have personally myself, even though I've had a wonderful career and a wonderful life, in my opinion, I still am living it to the highest potential. I personally struggled with balancing life as a business owner, as a mom, and as a wife. It hasn't been easy. Does anybody think it's been easy here? No. <laughs> And, 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 you know, just staying generally sane, like a healthy human. And I am, I mean, I would be surprised if a lot of you didn't share that same struggle. And, you know, I've gone through periods of my life. I just went through one just a little bit this summer. It wasn't like a super low as much as it was about, um, about 10 or 11 years ago when I went into like a really bad space in my body. Like we know our emotions are re directly related to what's going on in our gut, right? Our mental health and our gut, our digestive tract, our immune response, like it's all the same. And so I went into a, um, well, let's just say I crawled in a ball and didn't come out of it for a couple of months. <laughs> and uh, I'm laughing because I mean, you know, what else can I do right now? But it's, been, it's given me the opportunity to share my journey and also to do a lot of research on why my body got that way and also help a lot of people come out of something similar. So I, when I, when I went into that, when I went, when I crawled into the ball and was on the floor in the fetal position and literally like not eating for several weeks, I was on a liquid diet. I was on a nothing diet at first. I was on a vomiting in a toilet, but diet. And, um, I, I put out a call to the universe and I was like, give me a sign, like, show me that this is worth it. Show me that this is, that there is a better path, please. And a lot of things happened to me at that time, including really learning what my body needed in terms of connection, what it needed in terms of organization, what it needs in terms of calming my anxiety, what it needed in terms of strategy to, you know, put in place creativity, put in place so I could, so I could literally, it, it helped pave the path of what I wanted to do in my life. And it was, you know, I, I think that this is on my mind right now because I just told you that Marie Forleo is going to be the guest on my podcast later today. But at that time, literally 10 years ago, my now friend, Marie Forleo came into my life. And, um, not only the first, I got over the major health battle, which was an inflammatory inflammation from my esophagus down to my rectum. Like literally I had inflammatory bowel disease, which is based on a whole series of, you know, internal stress and breakdown in my body and, um, 
you know, pancreas not working and organs not working and um, not being able to digest and any type of food. But it was really a result of body being in state of fight or flight. And, and I say this to you because a lot of times, like being the mom, being the business owner, being the wife, being the this, being the that, it causes a lot of internal stress and we don't know how to process it. We haven't been given the tools in the past. And I have spent my entire life now creating tools and helping lots of people get back to a space where they don't feel like they're spinning and they don't feel like they're in massive anxiety. They don't feel like they are in the word that's um, often used these days is overwhelm, like not using the word overwhelm anymore. So anyway, um, back then, like, I'm just going to keep talking about Marie for a little while because on my mind, I'm literally doing the podcast in two hours. Um, but I brought her into my, she brought, she brought herself into my life. And not only did she help me, me streamline my business to work better with less, less effort, I took her B-School course back then, which by the way, is not launching right now, but I'm just kind of putting this in context. But she also taught me how to create a better relationship with time. And that's what I want to talk to you guys about today which, and that's what we're going to go deep in, in the interview in a little, in a few hours. And that in turn helped me create better relationships in real life, because the more time we can create in our life, the more time we have to be in relationships with others. And most of us use the excuse. I don't have time way more often than we should. And I don't actually believe that we don't have enough time. I really believe that you have time to do, based on my own experience, that you have time to do whatever it is that you want to do. And yes, our lives are going to pivot and move in different directions. And you may maybe not be able to do all the things all the time. But if you are strategic, you can create anything that you want in your life. And so some of the things that I learned were how to stop putting myself last, how to create time for putting myself first and, 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 and self-care, how to dissipate the anxiety that was creeping in, how to, let, how to, how to stop letting limiting, self-sabotaging thoughts creep in. Thoughts like telling myself that I had to choose between two things that I really wanted because I do believe that both end are possible. I do not believe that you have to choose between having a personal life and a business life, being successful and having a personal life, being successful and having a family, choosing to make really good money and, or being a good mom, both and, or possible choosing to be in, uh, putting energy behind your business or your job and having a sexy, intimate relationship with your partner. And if you are having like black and white, this or that, uh, if, or self-defeating thoughts, I mean, I'm again, I'm going to encourage you to come off mute and share your thoughts, but I learned myself that there was a better path and I don't have to choose. And I get to have all the things and more simultaneously by changing my mindset about time. It's all about mindset. And again, that's what we're going to go deep into on that podcast interview. Get your life back top of the page. You guys just go ahead and look at it. Get your life back. You can click there. There's a little 
um, registration page. You can read about the event. I don't want to pitch the event the entire time that I'm in this room, but Marie Forley is going to come on with me and we're going to, we're going to, um, we're going to talk about literally how to get your life back. And we're going to talk a lot about priorities because mindset means you get to get clear with what's important to you. And when you have clarity, you don't have overwhelm because you're clear and you know exactly what you get to do, what your purpose is, what your vision is. And then you can create that path and put things in perspective and priority. And then you can fill yourself up at the same time and pour into everybody else around you. I want the same for you because that's the way that my life is right now. I'm in a um, program right now, stepped into a six month program right now in leadership. And I mean, gosh, it's a lot of communication. My gosh. I mean, all day long in boxer channels and people want to talk one-on-one and um, it's a lot, it's a lot, you know, extra in addition to what I'm already doing in my life, my business, my family. And I have time for it because I have created the day that I want to create so that I can give back in generosity, my time to others to step into their own power. So with that said today, I said, I'm going to be sharing solo, which means please, you know, come up if you want to, I'm going to be sharing a little bit about my relationship with time and how it's shifted over the last couple of years. And I'm, I'd love to share if it's okay with you guys, how I created my own life and a life that I love and how you can do that too by upgrading your relationship with time and what I call your intimacy around time. Because when you run out of time, you're not intimate enough with it to be in relationship with it. How we spend our time matters. It really does how we spend our time is directly related to the quality of your life. So does anybody want to jump in before I keep going? Anybody want to share? This is Tiff. I'd love to share. Go for it. Haley, I, I love, love hearing you share. Um, and I've been to one of your, a couple of your classes actually, and I can't wait for this one as well. And anyone who's even maybe even on the fence, like, should I, or should I not? I'm telling you, you, this will not be a waste of your time. We all have heard Haley talk in here time and time again. And I don't know about you guys, but I always get inspired. I always get some sort of a takeaway, but when you go to these classes that she offers for us, it's like a whole nother Haley. It's like Haley on steroids. (laughs) And I'm telling you, you, you trust me, you're going to do yourself a disservice if you do not if you do not attend, I mean, really, it's, it's just a little bit of your time, but hearing what you're hearing now, you're just getting a little snippet of her. And when you see her on the zoom, it's, it's a whole nother Haley. That's all I can say. And so I just want to encourage you guys take a minute, click on that link and do yourself a favor. We were talking earlier in the, in the room about doing one simple thing each day, right? What is there? What's one simple thing you can do? This is it right here. This is something you can do that will help. It'll Honestly, if you allow it to, it can help change your life. And just listening to what she's sharing and some of the tips that she's sharing, think about it in your head. Like, gosh, what what is it that I can do? What is it that I can do in my life that can make my life better? And then implement it, right? We can hear these things all day long, but if we're not going to implement it, what good is it going to do? 
So anyways, that's my advice to you guys today. And I hope, I hope you guys will take advantage of this. It's free. It's free. But you know what? If you don't, if you don't accept it, it's a gift that, but if you don't accept it, then you don't, you don't get to reap the benefits of it. So I just want to encourage you guys, try that today. Just click on the link, do yourself a favor, and then come back and let me know. Say, Tiff, you were right. <laughs> and then let us know your I appreciate that. Right, you know, I, I actually think the real star of the show today is Marie Forleo. So I appreciate you doing that. And I'm excited to get to interview her on the podcast. And what's really happening is, is an incredible woman is it's actually happening. Let's see. Uh, today it's eight. It's 8 a.m. right now. What time is the interview? It's 11 a.m. Mountain time. That's weird. It's like, I feel like the timer on the actual um, button is wrong if you click it. But anyway, it's at 11 o'clock Mountain, which is 12 o'clock Eastern. And yes, I'm hosting it with her because I personally myself struggled as a business owner, an athlete, a mom, a wife, et cetera. And she did teach me how to, had to, like, she was my first mentor, you guys. She was my first mentor. I took her course B school and I literally went from nothing to a seven figure income in a year because of probably the coaching and the training that I got with her. So anyway, um, I am excited because she's teaching. I mean, she's going to be, I'm going to be interviewing her. And so I, although I, I I'm, I'm flattered and I appreciate it and I'll definitely have something to do with it because I'm interviewing, um, I want to, I want to, I want you guys to have the opportunity to come backstage and see what the whole thing is about. Um, it's called get your life back. It's where we're, we're talking about simple solutions to take control of your time and shift your mindset and get it all done. Like literally simple solutions to take control of your time, shift your mindset and get it all and get it all, all done. Um, and the event, in my opinion, I'm just actually typing to see if we can change this um, timer. I didn't even notice the timing. So look, here's the thing. We all make mistakes, right? Um, it, it, my, my, my intention here is to help you figure out what's really important to you. And also potentially see where you waste time and procrastinate. And I want to also talk about priorities here for a second, because, you know, I was listening to something, it was, your, it was, maybe it was last year that she said, and she was talking about, you know, what's the one thing that you, I think she phrased it as like, what's the one thing you hate to do that you wish you could get off of your plate and that would save you so much time and mental energy. What is the one thing? And, um, it was surprising to me, her answer, her answer. And this is like, she came, she asked her this question years ago. She, by the way, she lives in Manhattan, uh, in New York. So I think this will make sense once you hear it. But this was ages ago before she was really making enough money to be able to invest in putting her car in a garage. And the answer that she gave herself when, when somebody says, what's the one thing you don't want to be doing anymore? Because a lot of times, you know, people say things like clean my house or um, maybe it's like, you know, I want a babysitter or I want an assistant or I want somebody doing my graphics or whatever. And she said, I don't want to move my car anymore. And what that meant was to her was that the story I remember is that there was um, street cleaning. You guys who live in cities know street cleaning every, let's just say Tuesday, one to three, right? And so there was a lot of mental energy and stress about making sure she was down in the street, 
wherever the car was parked, it could take a couple minutes to walk to it, to move the car and then find a new spot, which she said sometimes took anywhere no less than an hour to do that task, but sometimes up to two or three hours because everybody was moving their cars at the same time. So when she decided that that was the one thing that she wanted to get off of her plate and spend money to put her car in a garage, it literally skyrocketed many things in her life because she had the mental clarity, the mental energy, the emotional ability to just be in a different space, not to mention more time and what her time was worth. And the same thing happened to me a couple of years ago. I, I, I used to love cooking. In fact, I, I took classes when I was in my 20s and my early 30s. And for those of you who have heard me speak before, I'm 100% plant-based. I've been, a, uh, I, I've stopped eating meat when I was 12 years old. I stopped eating, I stopped drinking dairy or eating dairy when I was, I think, 14. Um, I did eat fish and I did eat chicken until about mm, maybe 11 years ago. And I went 100% vegan at that point. And when I did go 100% vegan, nobody else in my family wanted to eat what I was eating. I had a three-year-old at the time or a two-year-old at the time, and she was just not interested in my food. My husband is a, from Kansas City. He's a meat eater. And then I had a, uh, a younger, I guess she was probably 10 at the time, and she just wasn't into it either. And I would spend, when, especially when I was sick, I actually would spend half, like most of my day food prepping, making grocery lists, going to the store. I was 100% raw vegan at the time, which is even more intense, dehydrating, chopping, cuisinarding, all of the things. And I would like meal prep and it would take me sometimes, you know, five days to make a raw vegan bagel because of this, you, you have to sprout your seeds. I mean, it was like the whole production and nobody in my family would eat anything. And I got so frustrated. My refrigerator was filled up with beautiful food and nobody would eat anything. I got so frustrated. I decided I didn't, I didn't want to cook ever again. And so food, because it was really important to me still, because my body was in a state of wreck. <laughs> and, and even still, I really love to invest in the quality of the, of the food that I put in my body. The biggest thing for me that I want to take off my feet, off my face, off my feet, off my plate was food prep. And I hired a chef about, I guess it's probably been six or seven years now, somebody who would come to my house and who would do all of the food shopping and would cook for me and my family for an entire week. And I still do it. And it's a service now that costs me about 200 ish dollars a week. It's maybe 210 or 220. And then I pay for the food on top of that, which brings the price probably up to about $300. And she makes a variety of different things so that my husband eats it too now. Like everything is plant-based and then we add things to, you know, to his and substitutes, but I don't have to think about it. I have three meals a day for five to seven days a week, depending on how much I'm eating. I personally think it's less expensive than even going out or doing takeout. And it's relieved so much thought process about what to eat, when to eat, what to shop, how to shop, and all of the hours that I spend, used to spend, like thinking about it, figuring out recipes, going to the store, prepping it, like literally at least minimum an hour a day, maybe two or three. <laughs> so, you know, there just, just one little idea like that, the point that I'm making here in response to Tiffany is, is one little story like that can change your life. If you find something that something else, somebody else has done, 
that helps you shift. So anyway, I got a sneak peek on um, what she, you know, I mean, obviously I've been in communication with her forever and she, and I know what she's been sharing and what she's going to share. And, and it resonates with me and I know it's going to resonate with you guys too. So, um, I also know that there's a lot of people and you can shout out here if you've got an issue with procrastination, because I do believe that that's going to be a topic on today's, um, on today's get your life back party. And for, if you've popped in late, the get your life back party is at the top of the page. You can click on it. It's a podcast party. I'm doing Marie Forleo, but I, I, I never really truly understood what procrastination was a sign of. And I've heard her give so many fantastic answers on how to fix it. So if you are somebody who, who really feels compressed with time or like you have to give up having fun in order to work it ahead, take care of your responsibilities. This is literally a must attend event. And we are, we've worked it out. So your pass is free to get in the green room behind the scenes as we record the podcast episode together. And then afterwards, after the intro, after the episode, after the outro, you'll be, we'll both be available to, for you to ask questions live and it'll be on zoom. So it'll be video. So again, you can pop over to the, the link at the top of the page and, and you'll, you'll leave your name and you'll leave your email and then I'll email you back an invite. All right. So it's 10 o'clock Pacific, 11 o'clock mountain, 12 o'clock um, central, one o'clock Eastern. And so let's talk now about designing your day as in setting yourself up in advance, as well as what I like to do. And I've learned, I've had to do build buffers in for chaos because there's always going to be chaos. And if you're thinking like, oh shit, something went wrong. I don't have time for this. You are not being realistic with your life. Like there is always going to be chaos and you get to actually build time in for this to happen. We're always so surprised when it hits. Does anybody want to comment on this before I move on? Comment on this before I move on? I think you're right on point. This is Trey. Oh my gosh. Cause it's like polarity energy always will see its opposite in my perception. So yep. It's the way the ball swings energetically. I'm tossing it back. Anybody else? Thank you. Anybody feel like they are surprised by the chaos that happens in their life? And they're like, oh my gosh, I just got sidejacked. I just got, what's the word? Hijacked. I just like, my life is a train wreck right now. My whole day just got whatever. Does anybody feel like that? Yes, definitely. Of course. Yes. Yeah. I want to give you guys an example. Yesterday I, um, I had a, I have a, an online class that I teach and it's not about the subject at all. It's about how to earn money by being an affiliate in marketing, like, which means basically selling somebody else's product. It could be, you know, network marketing. It could be another, anything. It could be anybody's product. It could be a course. Like I could decide to sell an online course. And I could ask you if you want to be an affiliate for it. And you earn an income based on you sharing with your audience anyway. So yesterday I go to re-record it because it hasn't been freshened up in about a year. And I always like to make sure that everything I have out there is current. Plus I wanted to give some specific examples, obviously to just literally prove my point, make it more current. And I worked for weeks on the entire 
what I call script for it. Like literally the end of the outline, what I want to say, the examples, the testimonials, et cetera. Um, and then I have a slide deck that correlates with it. And I typically move all of the, I, not typically, I always have all my notes moved in from, you know, the Google doc over there. And, you know, this went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth with my team for literally since the end of the summer is when we've been working on it since. And the, and the, the purpose was to go live with it October 1st, which obviously is this Friday. And I always put like ad spend behind it. And anyway, I go to record and I, it, it's a, it's a lot for me because I've got to like put on the energy. I want it to be perfect because it's going to be what we call evergreen. There cannot be one mistake that it's got to be clear because this is going out there in the world and I don't get to like redo it tomorrow. And by the way, this is like the fourth time I've redone it as I've tested what works and doesn't work. So I'm just like, you know, this is like my day. I'm blocking the day out for this, even though I, I know it's only going to take me an hour to record it. There's setup and there's debriefing and there's all of the things and there's room for error. And I get about, I don't know, like 10 slides in. There's 86 slides, by the way. And it is an, it's only it's only an hour, but I get about 10 slides in and I realize that the old quote unquote script is in the deck. And the whole point of re-recording it was to make it shorter because it was an hour and 20 minutes. And so I'm like, oh, well, maybe it's just that one area because I knew I had kind of rewritten what I wanted to say. I was using a cultural reference and I had updated it and it wasn't there. And I thought, oh, well, I'll just keep going. And then I get about 37 slides in. So now I'm like, I mean, I'm like 30 minutes into the presentation and I, I realize that it's completely wrong. And I have a choice now. Like I can like, keep going and ad lib and not use everything that I've prepped or, um, I mean, what I chose to do at that moment is I chose to pause it cause it was being recorded. I called my assistant. I was like, Hey, you know, this is not the right script. Um, you know, I need you to put this in front of me right now. And I'm just going to continue with the second half of it and just hope for the best. And I have a feeling we're going to end up re-recording the whole thing, but I share this with you because my entire day was wasted. Like this was my day yesterday. It got completely hijacked and I did have an afternoon um, calendar block on my, on my calendar to do other work. And I was so just like messed up from the, from the, from the mistake, which was really a mistake on everybody's part, including my own for just not checking it and trusting that it was hundred percent, you know, no blame to anybody else. Although obviously other people did have positions where they also should have checked it. But, um, I, I didn't complete really anything that I had on my agenda yesterday. And I was okay with that because I have room on my calendar today after the podcast party and on my calendar Thursday and even on my calendar Friday, even though I like to take Fridays off and have be flex days for personal stuff, I had set myself up for success with additional blocks to complete. And so, you know, building in the time for the chaos is a huge, huge necessity. And like I said, we're always surprised when it hits. So what I want to walk you through is like a typical, I think that'll still help like walk you through a typical Monday morning and then maybe you can share yours with me so you can catch this vision of what I'm talking about when I say design your day concept. Like when I, when I'm talking about this whole quote unquote design your day concept. So for me, my day actually begins the night before and I do a little bit. And when I say prep, you guys, I'm talking five to 10 minutes. I'm not talking like I spend half my Sunday prepping for Monday, but my day begins the night before in thought process and vision and in setting myself up for success. And some people might be surprised to hear this. It might be like fly by the seat of their pants kind of people want to act impromptu. 
I don't stay up all night. That's not what I'm saying. I love me some sleep. But what I do on Sunday afternoon, and I don't wait until the evening. I do it sometime in the afternoon. Sometimes I do it around four or five or six. I actually just look at what I have planned for the next day. I've already planned it. Like my calendar is already set, but I look and I get my head ready for the next day. I check the calendar, see what's on my calendar for Monday morning. So when I wake up, I don't feel like I'm in a scramble mode or I don't feel like I'm in, that my day is taking control of me. I take control of my day. And I look at it literally as a form of self-care, like knowing what my day looks like. For the most part, it actually helps me relax at night. Not to mention sleep well, because I have that peace and clarity of what is happening the next day. And so when I say I look at what my calendar looks like, I use a two-part system in managing my day. Part of it is my calendar. Part of it is a, a project management system called Asana. I know there's many project management systems out there. I mean, you can use whatever you want, um, but the one I use is called Asana, spelled A-S-A-N-A, because I know you're going to ask. And then the calendar I use is Google Calendar, just simple free tools. And I have the list of quote unquote tasks that are on Asana and they correlate to the blocks that are happening on the calendar. So for instance, right now, I have a calendar block that says Breakfast of Champions. It's like literally on my calendar right now. And if I had any notes, well, I do have an Asana task that correlates with it. And I had the link for the podcast party to put up in the room. So there you go. That's a perfect example. Um, For the Marie Forleo interview on the podcast party, I have a calendar block that says 11 to 12. And then I have an Asana task that literally has the questions I want to ask her for the interview and any relevant links that she might want to share. And then I've set myself up to literally do a debrief about the interview with my team one of the things I'll put on the debrief is that our countdown timer was wrong, right? So that we can actually catch what is not working, what worked, what didn't work. You always want to ask yourself what worked, what didn't work, what am I committed to so that things work better in the future? Because things can always work better, right? And by the way, between this room and 11, it's only nine o'clock when I get out of here, but between nine and 11, I didn't put anything on my calendar because I want to be really set up and ready to go and in the mood and vibing, as my 13 year old says, for this interview. So I do want to take a shower because I just worked out a little bit while ago. I do want to go grab my favorite caffeinated beverage. And then after the interview and after the debrief, I've given myself 15 minutes. And then I also have um, a two and a half hour focus time block, which is where I can get into whatever is like in my box that I need to attend to. So anyway, Monday mornings, um, I'm the person who, going back to Monday mornings, just I was just giving you an idea of what the calendar and the task management system looks like. I'm naturally a morning person, so I don't I don't like to stay up late. Like I think staying up until 9:30 is late. <laughs> Call me grandma if you must. It's okay. But I I'm creating my wind down routine by around 7:30. Like by 7:30, 8 o'clock, like I am in my bedroom and I'm shifting and I'm not going to sleep at 7:30, but I love to be asleep by 8.45. It doesn't happen usually. It's usually 9, 9.15. But around 7.30, 8 o'clock, I'm making my way into my bedroom, shifting in to wind down mode, which then allows me to sleep with like just way better quality. And BT Dubs, do you, if you guys have any rituals that you use before sleep or that signals your sleep, your, your brain to go to sleep, I definitely want to know. I love hearing from you. So just please, again, shout out if you want to share what your routine looks like. 
pausing in case anybody this is trey oh my gosh yeah are you Oh, so I love to, I already have like my self-talk, right? So that I already have my prepared things for my own self, right? So that I get encouraged about myself. And then I have my um, visualizations for the next day, especially if I have things going on. So if I have an event or a meeting or, you know, so then I visualize the promptness just what i i kind of set it i set the stage for that which i want and yes yes and i also send all the blessings to my family and send out all of that protective loving energy so that i could feel you know just safe that all my babies grandbabies and great grandbabies are you know getting that protective loving and they know nana loves them i'm tossing it back Build on that. It, what you were talking about there was risk routine. At the end Can you of the talk day. up a little bit? I just totally can't hear you totally. Eric, are you, you hear me well mode? I don't know what's going on. I'm in a bad. That's bad better. Spot that's better. You're good. Know. Can you hear me okay? Sorry about that. Well, it's the the what you were just pointing to was bookending the day, and I look at it and we build in a system that's you know you begin your your morning routine, your evening routine, and you were just touching on an evening routine to wind down. And this is setting ourselves up for to enable to have some credible sleep as well. In order to get to that circadian rhythm, uh, we've got to wind down the day that's psychological subconscious. And then also things like uh, no screens 90 minutes before before I'm going to close my eyes, I got to get off those screens, get out of the blue light. And, uh, you know, the other last tip that everybody sort of never gets to is the reading of fiction before you go to bed. Let your brain slip off into a state. There's a whole bunch of brain science behind that. But reading fiction before bed as well is, is another uh, hack to get that rhythm and get that sleep. Back to you, Haley. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. That's a great share. Um, it's, it's, it's really important. It's really, really important to understand when you're like everybody, every single one of us is a different circadian rhythm. And it's really important to understand when your body wants to sleep and when it gets its best rest, meaning it's deep sleep, it's um, REM sleep, et cetera. So, I mean, I, I wear an aura ring. There's lots of different ways you can monitor your sleep, but I definitely can tell, like if I stay up past a certain point, like my entire night's sleep is, is I don't wanna say it's wrapped and ruined. And by the way, sometimes I'm okay with wrecking it. Like I'm gonna take a flight somewhere and the price I pay is I get to go somewhere else, right? And I know that that night I'm not going to sleep as well, or I'm shifting time zones, or I'm hanging out late and I'm like at a birthday party or whatever I'm doing. Like there, I'm not like attached to 365 days a year going to sleep at 8:45. But when I don't have plans and I'm not traveling somewhere, like I know when my body likes to sleep. So anyway, um, all right. So we talked about going to sleep. We talked about setting yourself up for success, winding down, getting your brain prepared. And then for me, when I wake up in the morning, I do my RPM routine, which is rise, pee, meditate, <laughs> rise, pee, meditate. Actually, it's more like RPBT, rise, pee, brush teeth, and then meditate. And then I like to do after my meditation, which is the first thing, like literally setting my brain. I do, and, and, and I only do it for about 10, 15 minutes. This morning I did it for about 15 minutes. Um, and then I do a skincare routine. Skin, my skin, which is the only face I have, is um, is important to me. And ever since I was in my early twenties, I started taking care of my skin. 
It takes me five minutes, even though it has about eight steps, including some really amazing anti-aging products. Um, but that's what I do. It takes me five minutes. There's no negotiation around my peeing, my brushing my teeth, my meditation, or my skincare. And then I say, I'm a And you look great too. You look amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I think I look amazing too for my age. <laughs> oh, you do. I'm telling you, it's working. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And, um, and then I skip breakfast. I'm a person who does intermittent fasting. I've been up since about five o'clock this morning. It's 844 right now. I haven't even had my coffee yet. Um, but I do, I do take a few minutes after my workout. I'll do this when I, when I'm finished with you guys. And I, I take care of my supplementation. I take about two dozen supplements per day. <laughs> yeah, I do. And I focus on my immunity. I focus on my, my, my longevity. I focus on my energy. I focus on my digestive health because I am the CEO of my health and wellness. And you are the CEO of yours. So you get to make your own choices, but that's what I do. After that, I take my, well, actually it, before that happens, so it's rise, pee, meditate, brush teeth, take my, um, take my daughter to the bus stop. Usually I do my workout right after that and get my coffee right after that. Wednesday's an exception. I have a clubhouse room. If we're on summer, you know, break, it's camp, surf camp instead of school. And then, like I said, I'm going to a HIIT class. I'm going to a Pilates class. I'm going to a yoga class. I'm doing some type of movement. And then on my way home usually is when I make that pit stop for some, some one of my favorite caffeinated beverages or a juice. I like the activity of going out and picking up a drink. I love having my food prepared for me in my home. But I love the activity, the social activity. I've got my favorite spots. People know me. I get to have social conversation. It's really, honestly, the only time I leave the house all day. And so that's an investment I like to make. And then I start working through my time blocks. And what I work on depends entirely on which day of the week it is. So I've designed my work week so that each day has a specific set of tasks I'm doing. Meaning like one day a week I'm recording podcasts, one day a week I'm more heavily into meeting, one day a week is a flex day where I'm more into my personal appointments and I can also move them around. But what I always do and what's non-negotiable, and this is something I wanna talk more about when I have an opportunity with you guys, and maybe we'll talk about it on the podcast party today, but I always have what I call focus time blocked out in the morning because that's when I'm most, the most clear, energized, and productive. So a typical day for me, when I get home from my 9 a.m. workout, I, it's over at 9.45, I'm back in the house at 10, I take a quick shower. Sometime around 10.30, maybe the latest 11 to about 1 or 2 is when I focus on my what I call deep work. I don't take meetings. I don't get on the phone. I don't get distracted. I close all browsers. Sounds are off of my phone. My phone's actually always 100% on Do Not Disturb. Volume's always off. Volume's on my computer's always off. No notifications are popping up. And I take care of business in that time. And then after that is when I give my time to everybody else. I am making an exception today because we get to make exceptions. Like I said, we don't have to be so Nazi-ish about the way that we're holding our calendar. Today, Marie Forleo is available to do this fun podcast party with me at 11 a.m. during my focus time. And so I'm not gonna say no. <laughs> right to her. That's the party that's at the top of the page if you want to click it. So 
I'm starting my focus time at 1230 today. And yeah, it's not the best. I get distracted in the afternoon. That's what happened to me the other day when I was recording my masterclass and it went all wrong. And then I had my focus time in the afternoon. It like totally disrupted my day. And now I know why I have my focus time in the morning, but I'm making an exception today so you guys can hear from her and so we can do that. But I always have that block in the morning because like I said, that's when I'm the most clear. That's when I'm the most energized. That's when I'm the most productive. And it's really important to me that I complete my biggest tasks first. And going into strategic mode or creative mode is a bigger task than talking on the phone to somebody. It's a bigger task than returning emails. And if I don't have three hours of intense or um, what did I just call it before? Um, like bigger tasks to do that I can shorten that block and I can shift it around if something is more urgent. And so that's just the, the tactical side of it. And, and the reason why that I am so productive and I do believe I'm massively productive and wait until you hear from her, <laughs> Marie on the podcast, like she's even like next level. It's because I've decided to be that way. I talked to you guys about mindset before. I decided to be that way. I told you about the buffers that I build in for chaos. I don't book things back to back. I give myself what's called white space on the calendar, to which I didn't used to do and I used to suffer for it. And what I mean by suffer is I'd feel time broke. You know what I mean? Like there's never enough time. Like you're running into one thing from the other. You're always late. And those are all signs of being time broke, time busted. And the truth is, is I had to learn the hard way. And I'm sure some of you are also learning the hard way. So if you don't know yourself well, if you have a lack of clarity about what's important, about what truly matters to you, how you spend your time and how long things actually take to do well, and you don't use some type of calendar and time management system, or you find yourself regularly, either outwardly or inwardly, it doesn't matter, you're still complaining that there's never enough time, then, I mean, I'm sorry, not sorry, but the problem is you. And you are literally self-sabotaging yourself. But that is actually a great thing because we all know that the problems that we have help us create solutions. And while you can't always control what's happening around you, the one thing that you can control is you. And when you think about it, it's actually quite empowering that you get to control you and your responses. And I know we're going to talk about that more in depth during the episode today at the top of the screen, get your life back podcast party happening in just over two hours. Um, does anybody want to chime in and respond to anything that I've been sharing? How are you? Yeah. Yeah. Haven't heard you talk in a while. Um, we miss you or I personally miss you. (laughs) I'm here every Wednesday. We just probably haven't been in on the same time. Oh, cool. Well, Hey, you said something about distraction and you get to allow yourself to change and shift your schedule. And I think that the powerful thing about what you said was that because you already have a structure every single day, you are aware that when you change that, like for example, Marie Forleo's um, segment on your podcast, 
your you can also get right back to it because the system that you have created for yourself is already there. So it's hard to get distracted all the way through, even though you allow You're yourself really breaking to up. Does anybody else sort of shift your schedule accordingly based on what it is? Yeah, I, I can I hear her okay. Yeah, okay, you're here just fine. Okay, it might just be my computer. I'm going to check my Wi-Fi. Okay. Go ahead. Keep oh, going. thanks, Tim. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's powerful when you have all the right things and the priorities, and it's truly priority management. Eric and I agree on this that you cannot manage time because time ticks and talks whether you control it or not. It's something we have zero control over. We're all getting old, but <laughs> when you manage the priorities inside your twenty-four hour in the day that's when you take the power back and you also have the power to change it around on a temporary basis but the permanency of it is powerful thanks Haley. back to you Haley, eric just a real quick build on what she just said and the fact yeah. of the matter is you were able to take that uh surprise adjust because what i learned the hard way when i started life hacking was i tried to do what you just said i tried to be a calendar nazi and put everything back to back to back to back to back and then life happened and you go whoa life's not perfect like a calendar so when the one thing that was a big benefit to my paradigm shift was blocking out free time a couple of hours of time with nothing in it just blew my mind but once i started getting the routine and i adopted the system and the habit what you just described is the same thing happened to me we're on we're here out of the blue forbes Riley says hey i've got a layover in new york you want, let's have dinner whoa you know at the last minute because of the system in place that Kareem just just articulated, I'm able to adjust and whatever got moved has, an, has some place to go. And it's just so, such a relief, Haley. You described that and I just felt it when you said it out loud. When that weight comes off your shoulder, when the system works, it's that's life. That is life. Back to you, Haley. Yeah, I love that. Look, I mean, when you design a life where you are really living in your space and in your priority, then you get to like you have a lot more time because you're clearing out what doesn't work and you're clearing out what's not important and you're clearing out what's not serving you and you're saying yes to only the things that are driving your vision. And all of a sudden it opens up a lot more space for you to be able to have that dinner last minute with somebody that you want or shift something to actually be in relationship. And really, honestly, I think that um, the whole reason that we want more time in our life is to connect more, like in every aspect of the way, whether it's with other humans or with ourselves, whether it's with our children, with our spouses, with our partners, with our friends, with our parents, with our relatives, whatever, we want to, we, we, we thrive on human connection. That's why we're here on Clubhouse, right? <laughs> is like this is all this is human connection so it's like a giant huge treat when we get to be in relationship with others and if you are spinning because you have too much on your plate or you're not clear then there is a lack of intimacy going on in your life that you get to unfold and you know like I, I want to talk about the time blocking for one second, just going back to that. Cause I know that there's like, there's a myth about it where I, I've heard a lot of people say that, you know, time blocking is really constrictive and time blocking doesn't work for me. And it's so constraining and this and that, but you know, 
when you have the right system and you allow for flexibility, time blocking, it, it actually, um, it creates a lot more freedom because you always know that there is a space for something to get done. Like yesterday when I was slightly spinning out for just about 30 seconds, just because I, I knew right away, okay, I've got this, I've got this list of 20 things on my to-do list. Oh, maybe not 20. Well, actually maybe 20. Let me, I'm going to actually open up my Asana task management right now. So yeah, I had, um, let's see, I had a, I'm looking at the wrong week. I had um, a magazine that I was creating to look at. I had a re-review at a, an online longevity guide that I was creating ads for a meta campaign. I had three different Facebook groups that I managed. I had to review content for my, um, I had a landing page I was working on. I had an email I was sending out to my doTERRA team, a resources email. I had a podcast episode I was working on and all of the social media for next week, all of the, I always also plan on all my stories, this whole deck. I mean, it was like a long, a long list of things, hours of work. I mean, minimum six hours, maybe up to eight hours of work. And when I didn't get it done, I was like, okay, that's cool. And tomorrow I've got a two and a half hour block on my calendar. And Thursday, I have a three hour block on my calendar. So I knew that was going to happen. And even if you're not an entrepreneur and you're not working for yourself and you don't have all these projects yourself, even if it's something like, you know, running errands, when you have blocks on your calendar that you know you can pop back into and complete, the stress is off. And when you know how long things take you, like I can, my assistant can say to you, hey, I, I, need, I need to put this in front of you, this in front of you, this in front of you. And she knows from experience from me telling her, like it's gonna take me, you know, 10 minutes to, to run through a marketing email that's already been written and, you know, edited, like it's just like a run through, just make sure it's ready to go. It's gonna take me 20 minutes to, to, to review final edits on the podcast episode. It's gonna take me two hours to work on a brand new, you know, slide deck to make sure that the graphics and everything is the way that I want. It's gonna take me five minutes to do my skincare routine. It's gonna take me seven minutes to drive to my workout class. It's gonna take me one minute to walk up the steps. It's gonna take me one minute to put my water bottle on a shelf. It's gonna take me, you know, 30 seconds to go to the bathroom if I still have to go. Like if you know how long everything takes you, you don't overschedule yourself. You don't end up being late. You don't end up rushing. And the problem is no longer you anymore. So the one lesson I just wanna leave you guys with, and then I'll, I'll, I'll pass the mic either to anybody if you want one last share or else to the social media team, because I am, I obviously have another hour. I can talk about this on the Get Your Life Back party. Um, but the one thing that I'll leave you with is you can't control time. Time keeps, keeps ticking. We never get it back. But what you can do is you control you. I can control me and I can choose how I approach time. So with that said, one more time, get your life back parties at the top of your screen right now. And if you are interested in diving deeper into this and, and understanding that your 45 minute workout takes an hour and a half by the time that you drive there or walk into your car in the garage or get it started or wait for that construction truck that's sitting on your street. Once you understand how to have a relationship with time, which is what we're going to talk about, then you won't get mad or stressed. You will feel empowered and calm and happy and excited. Amen. Yay. All right. Well, I'm one minute until the hour. And besides just reminding me you that you don't have to be at war with your day and your calendar or let other people dictate what you do. Does anybody else want one more share before we pass the mic? Uh, 
Woo. I just want to say you're preaching today and this is gospel. Take it to yeah. heart and implement it. Damn it. This will change your damn life. I don't care what anybody says today on this app. This is it. Cornerstone of everything. Back to you, Haley. Yeah, thank you. All right. Well, I really hope I see you guys in two hours and counting right now. The Get Your Life Back Party is at the top of the stage. You can register right now. I'll shoot you the link as soon as you drop your email in there. And then I'll see you on Zoom. I'm going to go clean up because I'm sit still sitting in my sweaty leggings and sports bra. I'm going to go take a shower. I'm going to go get my caffeinated beverage. I'm going to be back at my desk. I'm going to be on video. I would love to see you too. We're doing it in a Zoom room. So it's really personal. It's not going to be on a platform where you can't see anybody. You're not going to be behind the stage. You're literally in the room with us. So please join me and Marie for Leo in two hours by clicking the link at the top of the room. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.